day, but you're gonna love it anyway, the steamy nook. Yo, what's up, guys? How's it going? Welcome on into the steamy nook. Why are you laughing already? He's that's, giggling down there. What's he doing? That's that's so awesome. His little giggle pants. That's so awesome. I love that intro. The giggle boy. It's a good intro. Pretty great. Welcome on in, guys. Welcome to the nook. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome on in, guys. So today, the stuck. The stuck. I guess we should call it the stuck. Yeah. The stuck it was rebranded recently. I'll take it. Apparently, I'll take it. It's not a bad name, but yeah, we're joined today by Henley Clark's mortal enemy, aka Majestic Steve, <laughs> Doctor The Chronic, aka O Pocket. <laughs> Senior Dick Lips McGillicuddy, aka Mike Cronin. Hey, hello! And yours, tr- <laughs> <laughs> and yours truly, the guy from the sitting on the glass jar video, Mike Ortiz. Welcome, Monday, guys. Hey, guys. Before we get too carried away in you know, our normal bullshit, I do want to introduce somebody who's here with us today. We do have a guest on the show. Mm. And this is fully just. And we are fucking pumped. <laughs> a little a little pumped. A little a little overwhelmed. I don't Literally. know if you guys can tell. Uh, this is stolen from his Twitter bio because I'm lazy. Uh, so he's a citizen of Earth, a uh, creative, a skeptic, a vegan. So allegedly he's better than you and I. Uh, you know, he's a bass player from Story of the Year. He hosts both Think the Maker, a Star Wars podcast, and the Page Avenue Crew podcast. Most importantly, he's co-founding member of the Skullnose Dick Factory, and one-fourth the reason why this freak show of a podcast exists. Welcome on in, Adam, the motherfucking Skull Russell. Hello there. Insert Woo. large claps. Oh, yeah. What's up? Hey, hey, that was my glass jar hey. that Cronin sat on. <laughs> Just so you know. It was vegan mayo. That's my bad. <laughs> Thanks for coming on, dude. Good to be here. Yeah, I was going to say, the last time, last time we talked to you, you were live, uh, hanging out by the Millennium Falcon. Yeah. Hell of a weekend, <laughs> Star Wars celebration, uh, and that was Disney Disney after dark. Officially, is what that was. Was it dark when I called in? It was. Yeah, it yeah, was. Yeah, was going down. Dusky. It was about this time in California. Word. So that was tied in with celebration, or that was like a. Uh, not a not officially, not directly. It's just you know they do that a few times a year, and with celebration going, they did it. It was it was cool, but it was a little much. You know what I mean? Like that many people all there just like, God, it was intense. Did it kind of taint your normal experience that you kind of would have had going on a normal park day? For sure. Because again, it was overwhelming and everyone there was a big fan and probably a large percentage had been to Galaxy's Edge. So everyone was like, it was just a lot of lines. And even the, yeah. the like the mobile order yeah. thing for food was like a two and a half hour wait. It was insane. Jeez. But I mean, it was still cool to be there with, you know super fans and be in costume and actually, you know, be allowed to be in real costume rather than the, the standard limitations of the park. Yeah. And E. McDermott was there. Oh my God. John Favreau, Dave Filoni were there, you know, just kind oh, of wow. saw them in passing, but still they were, I mean, the emperor <laughs> was standing yeah. six feet in front of me <laughs> by the millennium Falcon. It was bonkers, dude. That's, oh, that's really cool. Yeah. When you were on and he did chime in with us, we did talk about, Hey, let's chat about top gun two real quick. I and mean, we're we're gonna dive into Star Wars a lot more. Yeah, we want to talk about Top Gun too. We cut it. We cut it all once we booked you. So we talked about it for like an hour, and then we're like, nah, we gotta cut it. <laughs> yeah, nice. so I might want to take that out real quick. <laughs> so yeah, it was. I mean, we've said it a million times. It was so fucking dope. Yeah, like they killed it. I I don't want to overhype it, but I'm going to anyway. Um, it is on on my Mount Rushmore of sequels. I don't know what the fourth is, but the top three are The Empire Strikes Back, Terminator 2, and Top Gun Maverick. Yeah. It's a real talk. Good. Did Ace Ventura 2 not sell it for you? (laughs) It's, um, (laughs) 
It's an honor, it's an honorable mention. All right, for oh. sure, for sure. Uh, we all kind of fangirled over it last episode, but uh, we wanted to see if you want to chat about it or just say, "Hey, it was a good movie," and then we'll just <laughs> dive into Star Wars. I uh, I tried to convince my girlfriend that we did not go see it, <laughs> so we can go see it again. <laughs> and I told her I I would go by myself if I have to because I really want to see this movie because we haven't seen it yet. I we hear should, it's good. Yeah. We should check it I heard out. It's really good, babe. Hey, there's gonna be a lot of like shirtless dudes at one part, just super jacked, ripped. I might feel bad about myself after watching it, but like it's a good movie. We can go see it. Sweaty eight packs everywhere, dude. Yeah. So, so I've seen it twice, and I came in on our Discord and I said, you know, the second time around was still just as exciting. You know, I I knew it was gonna happen, and I was like, it's still intense. You know, especially that that end. You know, the mission they're they're on. It's like holy fuck. And, and, you know, one thing we said a bunch of times is like this one has like real stakes, you know, yeah. like there's yeah. something going on and, you know, we won't get into spoilers yet. But um, I don't want to say it's better than the first one because the first one was just like nostalgia. You know, it's like I remember that as a kid and and uh, but it's it's either on par or right real close. You know, I think they just they just murdered it. The 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 new cast was great. The old cast was great. And, and it, was, it was awesome. I just it was such a pleasant surprise. I'm going to be bold. I'm going to give a hot take and say, granted, I'm still riding on the high of having seen this twice now so far and it being new and fresh, but I think it's better than the original. Like, yes, I, I think, I I think it's way. like objectively yeah. a better movie, whether or not, you know, any of us l- like it or love it more is a different question because of the nostalgia, like you said, but it it's the, the original one isn't just all testosterone and airplanes the sto- the goose story and the death and everything is super heavy that you know there's like the family element it's like a love story between like these two best friends ultimately there's the you know quote traditional love story of kelly mcgillis and and tom cruise but it's really about maverick and goose and then this takes that and really does deep emotional family shit with it and deals with trauma and responsibility to you know dead loved ones and all this kind of amazing shit that i wasn't expecting because i I went in completely cold i didn't want to you know i just saw the the teaser basically i didn't expect any of that and dude it just like wrecked me yeah partly because i've got the nostalgia connected to it you know it that's i watched that movie with my dad more than any movie ever i think wow so you know being like 15 years, 17 years now since my dad died, it, it fucking, Hell yeah. <laughs> it was yeah. brutal, dude. It hit different. Yeah. In a great way though. You yeah. Know? Yeah. It was, it was that kind of like happy, happy to cry, happy to be sad kind of thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. I was texting you. I had a, um, I had a pre-screening. I was texting Adam during, and I said, I think my review was I'm crying and sweating. Yeah. <laughs> so it was, it was like, yeah. <laughs> and then, I mean, that's what I was like, holy fuck. Like, this is, they hit every note, you know, the nostalgia, they didn't overdo it. You know, there was a lot of, uh, you know, rehashings of certain things, but it was like, dude, this is just like, what the fuck? You know, like it was awesome. You know, I just imagine Cronin with like swamp ass and crying <laughs> at the same time. <laughs> yeah, it happened. And they, and they really could have overdone it, overdone it at certain mm-hmm. points within nostalgia. Easily, like, yeah. like they really kind of stuck the landing in a lot of ways, but like the, yeah. the opening, just the opening when they're on the aircraft carrier and taking off, like, that's when you know, like that's when I was like, okay, this is gonna be really special because they're they're just already getting it right, pitch perfect, right. and every every scene really. It was one of those instances where there were more than just one singular storyline going into it, and in and, and it not being granted, there were a few storylines coming out of it, 
but it wasn't enough to muddle it up to where you were like, okay, what, what am I supposed to be paying attention to here? Right. What is, what's this, what's that, what's, you know, this, that, and the other. Sure. It was sure. actually, a, it was a really cool way, like it all kind of just veered back into itself. It was a really efficient script, yeah. a really efficient yeah. Yeah. job yes. of screenwriting. Yeah. That's true. I didn't think about it. Like, like, there, there weren't any characters or scenes that were like, oh, you can get rid of that. You didn't need that. You didn't need that scene or whatever. Like it was just rock solid. I mean, I wanted just like a tad bit more Bob. Yeah, and yeah, he was great. Yeah, I thought it was. Bob was I thought dope. it was good. It was a movie that, like, when you guys just said, could have so easily. I mean, it was like the easiest sequel I could imagine to fuck up. Right. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. For sure. One of a thousand things could have been done differently in that script and completely blown it, but they somehow rode that line. And made a movie that, in in hindsight, without the nostalgia, is like kind of a laughable film. It's just aged really poorly in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, yeah. They took that and turned it into this amazing emotional drama, but with all of the the action and the the um, I guess testosterone is like yeah. the other <laughs> like the appropriate term, you know, and and made it something that kind of like anyone can enjoy. Like my wife took me one Christmas to see the original in a theater because it was screened here over the holidays and she had never seen it. And at the end, <laughs> I, I kind of knew what the answer was going to be, but I was like, so what'd you think? And she's like, uh, I mean, <laughs> I, a lot of people like it. Uh, oh no. <laughs> like she's she, all like, it was a movie. She's yeah. like, yeah, yeah. she's like, She's it like, was, Maver- Maverick and Goose were fucking, weren't they? Yeah. <laughs> but this one, like, she actually asked me, like, because, you know, hear, hearing so many good reviews, I guess she was like, this is going to be, this is going to sound really weird, but do you want to go see Top Gun again? And I was like, oh, f- <laughs> fuck awesome. yes. Like, yeah. is that even a question? Dude, Adam went six to midnight. And, and she loved it. You know what I mean? So <laughs> that's an achievement, dude. Like, a gap like that, you know, 35 years, whatever. And then a, sequels are are notoriously hard to pull off, period. Yep. And then making a sequel to a movie like that that like hits all the nostalgic shit, nostalgic shit but isn't just... like the, It could have been a Fast and Furious kind of movie and not right. to knock exactly. those movies, but yeah. th- those, those, are like, those are great examples of, of good, bad movies. Like, you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. It could have been that, but it wasn't. It was like, like everything about it. I could go on and on and on if we get into yeah. spoilers here about certain notes that they hit right that they either did poorly in the first one or they did, you know, appropriate for the time, but have aged poorly or, or things that you would anticipate being too much, but they just like, they just struck the right mm-hmm. balance. I don't know. You tell me when we can get into spoilers and then we'll yeah, talk. Yeah. About I mean, be, uh, I mean, feel free, feel free to talk about it. The movie's been out for a bit for a minute. Dude. Zombie goose was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> they, they just weakened mouse. their Bernie's that bitch. She was like, yeah, you mean Val? Yeah. Oh, oh fuck. Oh, my God. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> I think well, with, with Val Kilmer, they did a good job. I, they did the best they could with it. It was good to see him. He looked great compared to that damn documentary I had to watch. That was yeah. heartbreaking. Oh, I haven't watched it yet. It's heartbreaking. I mean, you yeah, know, it is. He's kind of a prick, and he kind of knows it, but... It's just like, damn, man, like he lost it all and he's, he's trying his best, but it was good. It was worth watch. It's worth a watch. When he popped up on screen. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody around me was chopping, chopping some onions. Yeah. And I was pissed. 
but I was okay with it at the same time. That's yeah. right, like chopping like, the wiener, or like going to town. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I heard, I heard <laughs> a little clap, clap noise. Flap. But yeah. Flap, 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 flap. Oh, Val Kilmer. Val. I was going to go one step further with that, but I didn't. I did not. But yeah, like, like I think the uh, of all that, the whole Val Kilmer part was when he spoke. Like yeah. that, I, I just kind of went, oh. Yeah. There it is. Like, oh, like I, even right now, thinking about it, like a little, a little tear wants to roll out. Like yeah. that was, that was perfect. How smart is it to, to do it that way? You know, they, yeah. they could have, again, like the balance of, you know, just writing the line, making it clear that there's a problem and dealing with an actual uh, condition or a situation, like an actual health condition and doing it in a way that didn't, I don't know, I just, they just sold it really, really well. Yeah. And when he finally spoke, same thing. I was like, oh, God, oh, God, I'm yeah. losing it. I'm fucking losing it. But I didn't yeah. know he was going to be in the movie, yeah, by the way. No I clue. I avoided spoilers. So when I saw his name in the credits, I looked at Ryan like, Yo, dude. Shit. And like, yeah. I thought it was, I thought it was going to be like some sort of flashback or something like that. Right. But yeah, yeah. like he walked into that room. I thought, OK, it's going to be like a room of his stuff. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, he's waiting for you. I was like, yeah. What? Yeah. Maybe, maybe it's an urn. Maybe she still talks to it. Like yeah. you know, like it's he's still here. That was a cool now, reveal. There he is. Cool yeah, reveal. that was that was yeah. Maybe it would have been different if he was in better health now. But the fact that they were straight up just bros, like supportive, yeah, yeah. they were like family at, at this point in the story. There was no, you know, residual competition vibe or any kind of bullshit like that. You know, just like the one line about who's the better pilot, which is. Yeah. Yeah. Great. You know, <laughs> real like legit bro banter, but yeah, it gave that vibe of like, that's been a thing or a joke between them for a bit. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah they're, they're, they're grown ass dudes and they, they have mutual respect. Like the thing that we saw at the end of the original was legit, you know? Yeah. Shout out to Val Kilmer. I can, I can only imagine how special that is to him to get to yeah. even do that. Mm-hmm. Given what I've heard about the documentary in his life yeah. and how just devastated the dude was to have to leave acting in in retrospect it would have been kind of weird to almost almost weird to not see him given like i just remembered the parts where like he's they're texting each other you know what i mean yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. There's, there's sections where they're texting each other i'm like okay that's that's kind of cool but also could be kind of weird i don't know but kind of pays off when you get to actually see him yeah that that was like that was one of those things that you know felt like a modern movie because they're texting, like the idea of yeah. Maverick and Goose <laughs> yeah. text messaging yeah. each other, yeah. like that is, that is funny. That is it's a weird thing. Funny. Well, and and there was like a little bit of heat. I heard, you know, that they, you know, again we're in spoilers, so they killed Iceman off, um, but it had to it had to progress the story because oh yeah yeah you know Maverick had to be on his own for a little while. He didn't he didn't need that. He couldn't have that protection any longer, um, and it just obviously just kind of put everything into overdrive because John Hamm was like, fuck it. You know, you're, you're yeah. mine now, buddy, you know? Yeah. And big um, dick John which Hamm was great. Put it down you know, that was a really cool, you know, when, when, you know, and just side note, I watched this YouTube video the other day. It was, it was like this Jag officer, you know, reacting to Top Gun. And he's like, he goes, Maverick would be, would, would have been like a life sentence, possibly the death, death penalty for the things he's done, <laughs> you know, like, and I was like, you know, you know, and again, it's it's a movie, but yeah, it's like you know, he's stealing planes and and uh, you know, putting people's lives in danger and shit. But yeah, it was really cool though. Hey, yeah. it's but TC. no, I, I, TC you know, I, does what he wants. Yeah, he does. 
But um, yeah, I said, you know, the, the way they handled it was just, you know, was perfect. And, and the flow, like you I think you said, Adam was, it was efficiency. You know, there was nothing. Mm-hmm. I was like, I wasn't bored. I wasn't like, yeah. what's going on? No yeah. And, and it just flowed perfect. Like even the, the Penny Benjamin thing, the fact that she was a main character. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's nice to know who she is and know why she's there, but you don't have to. Right. You know what sure. I mean? My wife yeah. was like, who is she in the first one? And I, and I explained it. She's like, oh, okay. You it's know, like it wasn't, yeah. Yeah. It wasn't yeah. like, who the fuck is this and why? Yeah. You know, they, they just, it was written well enough that their, their relationship seemed genuine. You know, there was, there was no like, okay, I'll roll with this, even though I have no clue. It just, it just worked. I think partially because they knew when to cut those scenes and when to stop. You know what I mean? Like they, they have a pretty good pulse on, like, okay. Enough of this scene. Let's, let's scoot on to the uh, yeah. more fighter jets and stuff. Yeah. The only thing missing was what happened to Charlie. You know, like did he did Maverick murder her? Like what happened here? Yeah. You know, like <laughs> well, she dude, gained too much weight. He just murdered her. She aged, she aged out. <laughs> she aged out. The th- I'm glad she wasn't in it because oh, yeah. their relationship was the biggest stretch in that whole yeah. first movie. You're right. Yeah. Like all the other ridiculous shit was more plausible than the two of them. They just, she, they, she they would have been fired from true chemistry like immediately. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that might but, be one of the things that would have put the whole thing out of balance. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then boom, yeah. it's not as amazing as it is. Yeah. Yep. I think what it, sold it for me early on was the, uh, opening bar scene. I think even though the kids were singing great balls of fire, yeah. um, you know, them all knowing the lyrics, just yeah. the fact Tom Cruise looked like he was being punched in the gut the entire yeah. time. That moment like messed me up, and I was like, "Oh shit!" Like this movie is heavier than you know just jets. Yeah, and they could have also like, talking about threading the needle hmm. when you could really fuck it up. If they would have just if they would have full on started the song in the bar and had the camera in there with them as it started, it would have it would have been kind of cringy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the way it started outside and it just kind of faded in, mm-hmm. it let us as viewers acclimate to this kind of awkward scene because that shit's always yeah. awkward to me like being a musician anytime someone's performing there, there's like one or two movies total where people are playing music and they're trying to be serious and genuine or there's a sing-along that i don't like get completely like eyes covered cringed out of the whole fucking thing yeah. you know what i mean and that that would have been that had they not eased it in like that mm-hmm. and like you said the, the gut punch of maverick realizing oh fuck they're singing they're they're doing goose's song they just fucking again. They stuck the landing. Yeah. Not only is it they them doing Goose's song, it's Goose's son doing Goose's yeah. song, which yeah. is even worse or not or better depending on how you look at it. I felt like that part of it was awesome too because you kind of go in assuming he's just mad at Maverick for his father being you know dead, and right. there was so much more to it. You know, it was like mm-hmm. they had that history that he kind of tried to be that father, or, you know, whatever you want to call it, but. And, and, you know, you come to find out, hey, it's it's not that, you know, it's it's something else that happened along the way. And um, it was just I was like, damn, you know, because he uses it. He uses the death against him, you know, to, to upset him. But uh, but ultimately, mm-hmm. it, that's not why he doesn't blame him for it. But um, right. Yeah, it was it was it was great. And it's also so many points for Maverick's character, the way they wrote it as honoring Meg Ryan's character, like honoring her her last mm. wish. To not tell, rather than him just being yeah. the kind of dude who's like, I know better because of my experience. You know, mm-hmm. it just it turned this like ultimately 
Iceman was like kind of the, the villain in a way of the first mm-hmm. one, but yep. it's just like the Karate Kid situation. Like Maverick was, <laughs> the dude was a shit. dick. It's kind of a piece yeah, of shit. A little, a little shit, yeah. Yeah, it's just, it's great to see a movie where he's like, he's fully grown and matured on every level. Oh, almost every level. He still steals multi-million dollar planes, but. A couple times. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's just, it, it was so much better that it was about honoring not only Goose, but his wife and that family by making that decision. Yeah, I got, I got home from seeing it and I was like, how could that have been better? How could, I'm so happy humans, we can still make movies like this that are just mm-hmm. feel old school in every way. Um, but on the other hand, like how could it have been better? I don't know. I really can't poke anything. You know, I, I, there's yeah. nothing I can say about it. That negative. The sex scene. Let's talk about that real quick. Like the first, the original, I've seen that, like that, that whole date sequence mm-hmm. maybe five times in my life i've always just skipped it like this is so fucking cringy mm-hmm. and yeah. just get me to the fun shit this one though i was like okay here we go are they gonna fuck this up or not and they Take completely <laughs> they not only nailed it but they turned it into an opportunity well, he nailed to, her <laughs> right put it yeah. in my butt <laughs> nailed <laughs> they uh <laughs> they they did it like they took something that they could have put in a really contrived scene, like a bunch mm-hmm. of exposition about the history with with Rooster mm-hmm. and put it in like turned to like they could have done that and been like, oh, OK, fucking here we go. Here's the exposition dump scene. Got rid of that and then also got rid of a cringy sex scene by combining the two and turning it into like an intimate like family moment, you know, even though they just got done fucking like you know what I mean like a very like yeah heartfelt moment and that's again like smart tasteful and efficient screenwriting I think what helped was sort of like some comedic at the very end of that moment yeah, when that he pops great. out yeah. the window that's so good I thought yeah. I thought that was pretty good just the interaction between him and the daughter but then her her calling him out like don't fuck this up basically yeah. I thought yeah. that was great that's that's one of those things that makes like the audience feel not dumb, you know. What yeah. I mean? Like there, there's there's many ways where these types of movies can kind of hold your hand as a viewer. You know what I mean? And this movie treats you like you're smart, which feels yeah. good. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I- "I'm never gonna leave you again." And then he immediately leaves. Whoops! <laughs> <Yeah. Yeah. laughs> <laughs> well, see you. He just leaves literally the next minute. But no, it was cool how she reacted to it. She's like, you got to do this. And, you know, you, you can't live with yourself if you don't. And, and uh, you know, I mean, yeah. they, they played it so well with with the characters and, you know, Penny Benjamin being a, a one one liner in the first one. You know, she becomes kind of a, a rock for him. And yeah, it was. I don't know, man. Um, I got to watch it again. I got to watch it a third time. And Miles, Miles Teller, yeah. he was he was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it just continues a, a a long line of good movies from him too. Yeah. You know what I mean? So Whiplash think, is top ten yeah. for me. Oh my god, Whiplash is incredible. Uh, what's the not like, even not even gonna lie? Like I thought he was good in Footloose, the remake. I liked. Him oh really? I, was, <laughs> I didn't. I didn't hate Fantastic Four either. So I mean, I, everybody hated it. I was like the only one that liked it, but I didn't like it. But it wasn't terrible. But he right. was fine. He was good. He. Also, like, talk about, like, casting, the, the luckiest casting of all time. Yeah. The fact that you just put a mustache on that dude and he looks like <laughs> right. he could legitimately be the son yeah. of, yeah. of Goose, whatever the actor's real name is. 
Anthony Edwards. He doesn't even Anthony look Edwards, like him, yeah. but he looks like, you know, he looked identical. Yeah. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. You wouldn't say, oh, dude, he kind of looks like Anthony Edwards. But when they got that fucking mustache, I was like, dude. <laughs> really sells yeah. it. Yeah, I saw something that where they said that Tom Cruise wasn't about him when he first saw him, when he auditioned for it. Wow. But somebody came up to him and drew a mustache on him <laughs> and goes, seriously, look. look. Yeah. And there he was. He's like, all right, we're good. That's Whoa. it. We're good. That's dope. So one of the things I heard, you know, because obviously 36 years later or whatever it, whatever it was, a lot of rumors flew around about, you know, what the Top Gun 2 was going to look like. It was inevitable at some point. Um, I remember, I don't know, it had to be, you know, 20, 2010, 2012. It was like, what's the um, the dude from Twilight, um, the werewolf man? T- Taylor. Taylor Lautner. Yeah, Taylor Lautner. And it was like Taylor yeah. Lautner. And it was about drones and things like that. And, and uh, I was like, that doesn't sound good. You know, yeah. so luckily they w- it waited a few more years and, and just fucking, you know, nailed the landing. Yeah, I was worried about that. I was worried about yeah. that at the beginning when they were like kind of had that element of, where, you know, where, where the, the, you know, drones might be the thing someday. We might have to get rid of all these pilots, you know, and hopefully yeah. they, luckily they didn't go too far into that and kind of kind of let that fizzle out instead of being like, oh, we got to be better than these drones. We're going to fight against these drones yeah. and seeing. Oh, how stuff. bad would that have been? That would have like ruined it. Yeah, no, no, no offense CGI. to no offense to werewolves. Yeah. I don't want to get canceled by all werewolves, but um, no, I, you when know, just, lives matter. And again, they didn't rush it. They didn't fuck it up. You know, I, I wow. It sounds like Cronin's, you know, really Team Edward over here. <laughs> Which one's that? Tell us how Which you two <laughs> He's acting like he don't know. He's got all daughters. This guy. Oh man, um, it's the, he's the vampire. He's oh yeah, no, I'm yeah, I'm definitely Jesus team Christ, that. Right. I'm team that. <laughs> On the team flip that side, of everything butt. that's hanging up behind him is all pictures of Twilight. Yep. Yeah, it's all, all so my He just Twilight flips it over when, when we can look at it. Yep. But when we get out of here and it's just him down there, he flips them all over and puts on the soundtrack and just listens. Uh, oh, lastly, the way they shot all of the, 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 the action sequences, all the dogfight stuff, again, perfect balance, threading the needle of modernizing and and while it's still at the same time honoring the original the tone and the feel they they did plenty of classic you know camera attached to the jet kind of stuff yeah pov yeah plenty of um you know follow cam shots that you would shoot from another aircraft mm-hmm. kind of thing and there, there's cg in there you could like see it here and there but they didn't do any of it in a way that was implausible to have filmed like there were there were no like virtual cameras just swooping through like going through the fucking engine coming out the back and then through the pilots fucking like like in fast and furious when like you know shit's like exchanging in the engine like you just go through the whole engine it's like all of a sudden faster yeah yeah like and tyrese is in a space shuttle fucking you know it's like yeah no (laughs) none of that bullshit yet they modernize it in a way like even changing the the angle in the cockpit to look more to make the whole thing look more intense mm-hmm. and just give it like a, you know, give it a modern feel. I thought it was like some, some of the best I've seen in any kind of like high speed, you know, chase or spaceship or whatever kind of mm-hmm. um, action movie in as long as I can remember. I, I mean, I guess Iron Man 1 was the last time I saw something and went, oh, this is all CG, but it doesn't look like they said 
oh, it's CG. We're going to put the camera wherever we want, you know, like up Iron Man's fucking urethra and out <laughs> the, 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 jet, the jet pack. Like, yeah. That's the boys. I guess we're that's talking the about the boys yeah. soon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did you oh, see man. the. Uh, I, I posted this in our Discord and it got shit on instantly. But uh, Apple purchased the rights to a Formula One film with an oh, expected yeah. budget of $140 million, starring Brad Pitt and to be directed by Top Gun's Joseph Kosinski. I'll see it. That'd yeah, awesome. I mean, as you were just saying, you know, how, see, you know, being able to see how the plane flies and all that stuff, you know, the feet, you could practically feel the speed that yeah. these things were going. I can only imagine what an F1 movie is going to be like. Yeah. And I know Josh is all over it probably already. He probably there's, already knows what the movie's about. There's a great interview on, uh, it's one of the Ringer podcasts, um, The Big Picture, where they cover... They did two episodes, actually, on Top Gun Maverick, and the more recent episode, I want to say, the back half of it is an interview with the director. Oh, wow. And he mentions that film briefly, and it's, it's a great interview, hearing his perspective and how, how he pitched the movie to Tom, to, or pitched the script to Tom Cruise and then where it went from there. Mm, and Tom Cruise that. basically picked up, picked up his phone and, and either texted or called and said, hey, we're making Top Gun 2. Like, oh. there in the moment. Wow. So it, it's a Warner, sick interview. Both Warner Brothers was like, okay. Okay. <laughs> all right. <laughs> yes, sir. I guess. All right. All right. Yes. <laughs> so speaking of the big picture, let's move on to another big picture. I think we can all agree Top Gun 2 was amazing. So welcome on back from the timestamp peoples. If you didn't want to listen <laughs> to any of that Top Gun 2 talk, you're Thumbs safe up. now. Thumbs up. And yeah, we're going to put the brakes right there in the podcast. <laughs> exactly. Because, hey, what's up? It's your boys, Mike and Mike, the Mike and Mike Connection. Yep. We, got Cr- we got Cronin and Ortiz here. What's up, everybody? Interrupting the pod. <sighs> basic, basically to say, hey, sorry, uh, but the podcast is over. You know what happened? We recorded so much good stuff with Adam that I actually felt like it'd be a sin to cut any of it out. And we were thinking, like, oh, we're going we're to talk Star Wars. We're going to talk Story of the Year. But you know what? We had such a good time with Adam that we didn't get to even talk about story of the year. So we're splitting this pod into different parts. So you guys just listen to Top Gun 2 talk. It's good news for you guys because that means next week's episode is all Star Wars. It's our part two of Star Wars, kind of. So yeah, that's good. It was great. It was a great conversation and uh, I can't wait for part three. Part three might be a little spicy. Yeah. I I hope it's spicy. Uh, We'll see what happens. Yeah, we're going to do it in the middle of the week. Everybody's all amped up. Everyone's all mad they're at work. Oh, yeah. It'll be a different type of podcast we're going to see. But if you want to watch these kind of podcasts, you can join us on Patreon. And one of our tiers is an offering to watch guests like Adam and ourselves communicate live and in person. So you get to hear all of our flub ups, all of our retakes, all of the spicy stuff we actually cut out of the podcast. You can You can hear it live. So if you want to check that out. Just go to patreon.com slash the steamy nook. But until then, we have some fuck yous to give out because at the end of every episode, we have a fuck you list. So, Excuse nice. Me? The first one is an honorary fuck you. And he goes to Wiley. Yep. So, it's fuck just, you, Wiley. That's, yeah, it's just normal there by now. Poor guy. <laughs> He's embedded forever. <laughs> just, to get, just to get shit on. <laughs> but then we have our Patreon members. We've got Olivia Perry. What should we say to her? What kind of shout out is she getting? 
she's still over is she still in the caribbean or where the hell she was are they back yeah she's in saint thomas if you guys want to find olivia go look for that drunk white girl just white girl wasted in in in, uh, saint thomas use some fucking aloe that's all (laughs) dude (laughs) olivia you should downgrade a tier just for a month and then buy some sunscreen like a lot of sunscreen off of ebay (laughs) you were as she was as red as like the dress she wore to the wedding that's crazy (laughs) but hey fuck you olivia talia Good day, good day, Talia. Come back to the Discord. Then we've got Big T. No, fuck you, Big T. She wore sunscreen at the wedding, I think. Oh, good she job. has to. She's good job, yeah. she would burn to a crisp <laughs> if she didn't, dude. She would she blow up melt. like a vampire. <laughs> just melt, like a, yeah. Yeah, it'd be like a vampire. Just yeah. And then we've got Chris can't write. Chris? Hi. <laughs> honky That's tonk. Your, honky tonk. It's a honky tonk boy. Oh man, Chris, you better listen to the next episode. We 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 talk about you. Did we? Yeah, we talked about his honky tonk adventures and how he ditched Story of the Year for sure. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's spoilers for next week's episode. But anyway, guys, if you haven't yet, click that five star icon above your your review section. That above the title it should be somewhere above our title next to our picture. If you're listening to us on Spotify or on Apple, give us five stars. Just do it. It's like four seconds of work at the most. Or you can print out five stars and mail it to us. <laughs> just color it in like gold and just mail it to us. But if you if you don't think we're five stars, then just leave us the fuck alone. All right? <laughs> you know, it's like your mother said. It's like you don't have anything, something nice to say. Don't say anything at all. I don't need your fucking feedback. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Right? Just just be nice. That's all I'm saying. Damn. And on, and on that note, that's the end of the podcast, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Adam will be joining us again next week, so don't worry. He'll be back, guys. All right? We'll see you all later. Thanks for joining today. Bye.